Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one Happy CBD Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Two, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller for another hour. Uh, coming up in about five minutes or thereabouts, Rob Doster from the Field of 68. We'll recap the weekend with uh, Doster uh, and take a look ahead to the conference tournaments with uh, Rob. Uh, and then Nick Olson on Iowa State will... Um, I think he's got a TJ Otzelberger opportunity, press opportunity this morning. So we'll see what, if anything comes out of that and then uh, go forward with Nick. You've been to the Big 12 tournament. I have. You've been to the MVC. I have. You've been to the Big 10. I have. Been to the Summit League. I have not. Okay. Rank them. In the ter- ones I've been to? Yeah, of the three, of our local conference mm. tournaments, all different kind of mm-hmm. circumstances. I think you'll be surprised. Number one yep. is St. Lou. Arch Madness. You know why it is, Trent? Because I think it's the curtain going up. Mm-hmm. It's the unofficial start of March Madness. Um, yeah, I think that would be my favorite. Now, the Big Ten tournament I went to was in Indianapolis. Which is the better of the two locales. Yeah, I think by As far. A pretend- for the basketball Chicago tournament. or Indianapolis, without a doubt. Yes. Uh, because... The Indianapolis Square. Yes. It, it, it really is. You can walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's great. And so much all fun. the hotels there, mm-hmm. every chain, if you're getting points, you know, you'll be able to find your chain, the restaurants, the bars. Uh, Kansas City's fun. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas City's a blast. The Power and Light District. But just, just St. Louis is the curtain riser. Have you been to Kansas City since the reemergence of Iowa State basketball? Yes. Okay. I was there... I think they won it the year I was there. All right. So you saw what it's like on that Saturday. Yes, when it's packed. Yes, and it's mm-hmm. cardinal and gold everywhere. Yes. And it's shoulder to shoulder, mm-hmm. and there's not a Kansas fan to be found mm-hmm. when you get in that Cyclone contingent. That is the environment that it just, it's so different. In terms of kind of pure basketball, though, I think I'm with you. Now, there's some of those Big 12 games that are just kind of duds. Yeah. You get... You know, Texas Tech against Oklahoma State. There's not a lot of fans in there, and just does Indiana though kind of say college basketball the state? It does, yeah, you know, in a big time way. In the, and the Purdue and Indiana fans, they show up in a mm-hmm. big time way there. Now the year I was there, I think Iowa got knocked out by Illinois All right. in the first round. And was it an Illinois upset? Was it one of those? Yeah, I think it was. Okay. Where Iowa was favored gets mm-hmm. knocked out, and that 
Those are the worst. And it was though. an afternoon game. You know, when you go to Kansas City, it's 2.45, you're back home. Right. You go to Indianapolis, Yeah, you got an eight-hour drive in front of that's, you. That's at least eight. Yeah, it's probably, it's, it's eight. Yeah, it's, it's a rough, eight. It's a rough drive eight. home uh-huh. compared to Kansas City, popping the car, mm-hmm. and you're back in you know, less than no, a tank of gas. Ha- we happen to be at the uh, Hawkeyes Hotel. They stay at a Hilton. Okay. Or at least they did out there, and I'm a Hilton Point gatherer. Ah. So, um... Yeah, but in the United, I mean, they've all they're, they've all they're all good in their own right. It's just what separates them to me is the curtain goes up on the Missouri Valley Conference tournament when it comes to March Madness, and that environment down there is so fun too. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. lot of places to go, different things to do. It, it's a different type of city, I guess, than Kansas City in a way. Just that area, hanging out that area. Yeah, well, I found an Irish bar, Dublin's, which okay. was really cool. Is that the one down in a basement? No, uh, I don't. Th- okay. No, no. Maybe it wasn't a basement. I had a lot of cocktails. <laughs> so I don't think I walked into a basement. <laughs> now, they did walk a pig through the front door. Okay. And butchered him in the back. Mm. Did you hear the squeals? I didn't, but I but I did taste the pork chops. Oh, I, that's what I had for... Fresh. I mean, you can't get them any fresher. Honestly, the pig was... Anyways, that's kind of sick, but that's a true story. They marched the pig through the bar into the back. Wow. Yeah, kind of weird, right? But um, <laughs> it's just wild. Good stuff. Uh, did you happen to watch any North Carolina Duke over the, on, on Saturday night? Well, just a little bit. And first of all, I flipped over to get to the Iowa State game. Yeah. And, and they put the, the North Carolina Duke there. So I'm, I looked. Oh, I'm on 209. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because, and again, being kind of out of it as you're following the locals, oh, Kansas, Texas is going to overtime. That's why. Right. That had to be... Not devastating, but certainly frustrating it, from ESPN's perspective, and it was, and from Iowa State fans' perspective. Oh, absolutely! Because yeah. you know, if you want to watch the game, you can find the game on the ESPN app. So apparently, the ESPN app is different from ESPN Plus. Is okay. it? I don't know. I'm asking you. You get into the watch ESPN versus ESPN three versus yeah, and there's a lot of different layers to it, and that was probably what people ran into. Yeah, well, this person. <laughs> Speaking for myself, and then I did find it. They put it on news. Oh, okay, I think. two or seven. Yeah, they put the game on ESPN News, waiting for uh, uh, for the Kansas Texas game to be uh, to get over, so they can park Duke and North Carolina back on ESPN where it was going to be. But Trent, the the the, um, the reaction to North Carolina beating Shashevsky. Yes, I mean. There weren't a lot of tears shed, from what I could tell. I mean, the Shashevsky duke story is not warm and fuzzy amongst basketball fans throughout the country. Did you see the back and forth, too, that started with the assistant coaches? Yes, at the, in, the, in the handshake line. So before the game... And I didn't see that part. Right, where apparently, as they were honoring Kay, it was, well, the assistants and Hubert Davis didn't acknowledge him. Getting ready to play a game. Mm-hmm. You go through all your pomp and circumstance, you do the same thing. They're fighting to be an NCAA tournament team. This win... Ultimately, put them in. I think so to the tournament. Yep. Regardless, even if they have a devastating loss in the first, they're in. And you're worried about a stupid handshake lines. Can we just abolish them? Uh, the, how many com- dumb conversations we had about these? Trent, things? I think it's headed in that direction Jeez. now. I'm kind of uh, let's keep them, but I could see I could see them going away. I well, could. we've not only had dumb conversations, we've had fights. Yeah, we did. We've had physical altercations yep. at the high school level, at the yep. collegiate level. Yep, it's true. You want to go shake somebody's hands afterwards? You want to tell mm-hmm. them a good game? You want to do that? Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it on your own. Right. We don't have to have. Do they line up and play after a college baseball game? What do you see? You see the team go through their own handshake line. You don't see the teams getting together. College football. You want to go find a guy? Play high find, school. Yeah. Find him in the field. Yeah. 
Go talk to them. Uh-huh. You can do that. But we don't have to have an antiquated system that has proved to be more problem than it's worth anymore. It is, but I just keep coming back to the NHL. You know, these guys kick the crap out of but each But they don't other. do it all through the season? No, just at the, at the end of Game 7. You're mm-hmm. right. The, the regular season, they don't do it. But um, So you want to do that after the Final Four? So be it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was awkward. It was awkward at the end of that. Speaking post game, how about Illinois dropping the confetti after the regular season title, storming the floor after that one? I that, turned it off. Yeah, right away. There's that right? confetti was flying. They were going nuts there. I saw the court rush, and I thought it's been since 2005 since Illinois won it. Uh huh. What happens? Iowa wins a regular season title for the first time since '79. And shirts off Saturday. I mean, it's going to be. Was there is there another level other than the confetti? I, I guess. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, Rob Doster coming up. I, I just got a text. Apparently, the uh, Missouri Valley Conference, to get into the tournament, you had to show proof of vaccination. So that maybe kept some of the people down, not not certain. Anyways, let's get to Rob Doster, Field of 68, as we recap the w- weekend and set the week ahead. Uh, Nick Oson on Iowa State coming up in about 15 minutes. Hello, Rob Doster. Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Well, i got to push the button here, Rob, and then we'll come right to you. Uh, how are you, Rob? My bad. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. You guys cut me off. Wow, unbelievable. <laughs> That's the first time I've been cut off since I was 23 years old and uh, at a dive bar in D.C. Uh, you were due. We'll put it that, that That's way. not true. You've been cut off plenty of times since then. You don't have to, <laughs> li- you don't have to lie to the listeners out there, Rob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, so let's recap the weekend, Rob. Let's start. Uh, I, we have to bring up Nebraska at some point because that was a, as improbable, I thought, of an upset, especially with Wisconsin hat on the line. We'll get to that in a minute, but let's go. Let's do North Carolina and Duke. Such an important game for North Carolina. And they had a chance to spoil Shashevsky's uh, farewell, and they did just that. And I got to say, it, it wasn't a fluke. This was not a, a last second prayer that was answered. They beat them and beat them square. Yeah, I, I think this is objectively the funniest thing that's happened in college basketball in at least four decades. <laughs> Starting with the fact that the beginning of the game got pushed to ESPN News because Kansas and Texas went to overtime, mm-hmm. which in itself is hilarious. And then you have all of this celebration and all of these uh, former players showing up and Christian Leitner and Grant Hill and Jay Williams and all of these legends of the game of college basketball. And Duke goes out and gets whooped. Uh, they lose by 13 in a game where they just completely folded down the stretch. Um, Coach Hayes coming out afterwards telling people, be quiet, be quiet. <laughs> Sorry, this shouldn't have happened. It's just, it is objectively the funniest thing that could have happened in this situation. And uh, I, I'm, I'm so glad that I was alive for it. <laughs> <laughs> so Kay says he's going away. Whenever this ends, be it as a champion or losing at some point in the NCAA tournament, he's still going to have an office inside of Cameron, but he's going away. We know the way that dude's wired. Do you really expect that, or is he still going to have his hands on this program, at least in some form and fashion? I think that he's going to be uh, be there as a sounding board, but I think that he's going to allow John Shire to kind of do this thing. Like if if Shire has like look, if, if you can be able to ask for advice from the guy that is either the goat or one of the two or three favorites to be the goat as a college basketball coach. You kind of want that person around as an advisor, right? But I think that Coach K is going to allow Shire to kind of run the program the way that he wants to run. I'm sure he'll be there for uh, recruiting calls, and I'm sure that he's going to find a way to kind of be involved. And he's never going to stop loving Duke, right? He's going to be at games. Uh, but I think he's going to let Shire run the program the way that he wants to run the program because that's the only way that you can have success in your job. You cannot do this and have Coach K looming over the program a la Big John Thompson at Georgetown. Right? I think that that was one of the issues that K 
Georgetown had is that he wasn't there, but he was always there. That makes sense. So um, I, I think that you have to kind of uh, let Shire go and do this himself. But I think Shire is going to be really good. Like that dude's that dude's really smart. They got a great recruiting class coming in. Um, I think he'll find a way to figure it out. Uh, let's go to the Big Ten and mention Wisconsin is improbable an upset. Wisconsin wins the game against maybe the worst team in the Big Ten. They certainly were for a lot, a long portion uh, of the conference season. Uh, they're they're at home in front of their own fans. It's Senior Day. Blah blah blah. And Nebraska comes in and wins their third straight game. Now they have to share the title. They drop off the one line uh, in the Big Ten tournament. What happened to Wisconsin yesterday? That's the second funniest thing that's happened in college basketball <laughs> in the last four decades. You go out and you celebrate like you won the Super Bowl because you clinched a share of the Big Ten title, and you know that you're playing Nebraska at home, and then you turn around and lose to Nebraska at home. <laughs> that, that's just that's just too perfect and too funny. Um, no, but look, I, I mean, the bottom line is this. Uh, Wisconsin is not a great team. They have a great player, and they do enough to win games. Uh, and I think the fact that Johnny Davis was not there for the final 17 minutes of that game has a lot to do with the fact that they lost to uh, lost to Nebraska yesterday. And I'm not sure how long he's going to end up being out. I don't think they've actually said anything about it publicly yet. But if Johnny Davis isn't there, like it's him and Oscar Sheway for National Player of the Year. And if 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 Johnny Davis isn't there, I, I don't I don't know if Wisconsin is going to be able to win a game in March, either the Big Ten or the NCAA tournament. So hopefully he'll be back. I want to go to the MVC. Loyola gets in with the automatic bid. Unfortunately for Drake and you and I, it's, well, for you and I, the NIT and hope for Drake. But looking at the future of this conference, Loyola departs, they were important. One thing Bonner said yesterday that really annoyed me, he said you know, how good Loyola has been for the conference. Well, this conference has been good because that was a garbage program before they joined the MVC. Now you bring in Murray State, a great program. You bring in Belmont, a great program. This mid-major, with 12 teams now as opposed to 10, what is the future of the MVC? And is it, more years than not, a multi-bid league? Um, I think for the most part, yes. Like It's, it's going to end up being good enough where you'll be able to, to at least make the argument. right? Like mm-hmm. They're never going to not be in the situation where the best team in the Missouri Valley is going to at least be in the conversation for getting um, an at-large bid. Like, that, was, that was loyal. I don't know if they would have gotten in. If they lost to Drake, but they, if they didn't, they would have been one of those first four out teams, right? They would have been on the graphic. They would have been in the mix. They would have been in the conversation. Um, and, I mean, look, Murray State is one of the best mid-major programs in all of college basketball. They get 17,000 people at home games. Um, they, or, I'm sorry, they get 7,000 people at home games. They sell out the arenas. They have a passionate, strong following. They have money. They have support. Uh, so that is going to be a great addition to the Missouri Valley, and, and, and it's, it's really going to create for some good games. Belmont, same thing. Um, so it's the the league itself. I think if you could trade one really good team for two really good teams, I think is going to make it better. Now, would the conference be at its best if you could bring back Loyola and bring back Wichita State and bring back Creighton and bring back all these other programs? Yes, uh, pro- it absolutely would. But I do think that bringing in two of the best mid-major programs is going to be something that really, really helps uh, raise the level of this uh, 
of this 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 program overall. Yeah, I'm with you 100. percent It's going to be fun to watch. Let's uh, let's go to the Big 12, where like I think Kansas is leaking oil. Texas Tech doesn't look as invincible as they did a couple of weeks ago. Baylor had a 24 point lead over Iowa State, only to give up the lead. Yes, they ended up coming back to win it, but uh, it's such a good conference, Rob. Overall, it's been it's been incredibly entertaining to watch. Uh, of those teams I just mentioned, the one, the two, and the three seed for this week's tournament, who are you more concerned about the way they're playing right now? Um, I mean, look, it's, it, to me, it's Texas Tech, simply because uh, I, I have very real doubts about their point guard play. Um, I have very real questions about whether or not they're going to be able to execute enough offensively once you go up against good defenses. Baylor kind of is what they are, right? Without Jonathan Jambachachua and without LJ Cryer, and I don't expect him to be back, or if he does come back, be at full strength uh, during March. Um, I just think that they're very limited. They're, they have no depth. They basically go six deep right now. The seventh man is a Division two transfer. So, I, I mean, Baylor Baylor's playing with a with, with playing shorthanded, and it's kind of hard to expect too much from the team. If, if they were 100%, I think Baylor would be right there with Gonzaga as the best team in college basketball, but they're not, and it kind of is what it is. Um, Kansas, I'm not super concerned about. You got Oshai Baji. You got Christian Brown. Jalen Wilson is starting to play better, although a little bit inconsistently. David McCormick is banged up, but he's been a little bit more effective, and I think he's probably even better than he gets credit for this season. Uh, your point guard play is what it is, but at the end of the day, like outside of Villanova, are there really any teams in college basketball this season that have great point guard play? Unquestionably. So, I mean, um, Kansas will be fine. Baylor's going to be able to win what they can win shorthanded. Texas Tech to me is the one that has a real question because, you know, if you if you don't have a distributor there, what are you, you know? Rob Doster joining us, Field of 68. Doster, to the Big Ten, and want to localize it with Iowa. They go in, get a 15-point lead against the Illini when Illinois had everything to play with, had a great shot late to win the game. That rims out this Iowa team. We certainly talk about it. Great offensively, defensively struggled. They've been a lot better on that end of the floor. Is this Iowa team different? Does it have the feel of a team that can make a run and get to the second weekend? They do. They do. And I'm actually a little bit more bullish on this team than I was on last year's team because I can see where they become good defensively, right? The problem I have with them is that when you put your best defensive team on the floor and then you put your best offensive team on the floor, how many players are switching? It's probably what? Like you have three or four different guys out there, right? And when you can't have your best defensive team and best offensive team on the floor at the same time, to me, that's a little bit problematic. I think it's the same thing with, with Purdue, right? I think that they're kind of in that same conversation. Now, uh, I will say this. Keegan Murray is uh, – I know I'm not allowed to curse on here, so just <laughs> throw a couple bleeps in there, but he is a stud, okay? He is a stud. He is a game changer. He is one of those guys that I think can put a team on his back and have a Kemba Walker kind of run. Would anybody be surprised if he averaged 34 points a game in, in four games over the course of the next, uh, or over the course of the first two weekends of the tournament, and Iowa found a way to get to the Final Four just because mm-hmm. the Mount Keegan erupted. <laughs> I don't think anybody would be surprised if that happened. He is a stud, and he fits the modern game a little bit better than Luca Garza does because he's going to be good defensively. So even at the end of the day, like if you got a you got a bench durable hand, and you got to put some of these other guys, and you can't play Pat McCaffrey, and you can't play Connor McCaffrey out there, and you got to have your best defensive five out there. Keegan Murray can go out and win a game all by himself. So to me, that's why I'm a little bit more bullish on them 
this year than I've been in the past. But it's not it's not a perfect scenario, right? It's not perfect, but they're dangerous, and I think that they're probably better built for March than last season's team was, as good as last season's team was. Uh, Rob, a couple more minutes. We'll let you go field to 68 for Rob Doster. Rob, and any of the conference tournaments coming up this week, have you identified a, you know, say three or higher seed that you think's got a chance to win their respective tournament? I mean, somebody come out of the ACC from, uh, that, that, that's, that, that had a difficult regular season for whatever reason. Is there a kind of a dark horse you're looking at in any of the tournaments this week? Yeah, I think TCU in the Big 12 tournament ah, would be a good one. Team. Uh, they, they're a five seed. They get Texas in the, the, the quarterfinals. I think they can beat Texas. They get they would then get Kansas in the semifinals, mm-hmm. and they played Kansas twice last week, and they beat them once. Uh, I think TCU is a dangerous team. Um, I think that St. John's and UNLV are both going to be playing in their home arenas. Uh, neither of them had great seasons. Uh, both of them have talent. They're going to be playing at home. That's always a little bit of a benefit. So I think that's something that will uh, will help them there as well. Um, I also think, you know, Iowa and the Big Ten, I, I honestly think the Big Ten is going to be absolutely insane. Like I, I would not be surprised to see, like, Rutgers find a way to make a run and end up playing, like, an Indiana or something like that in the Big Ten tournament title game. It's just everybody in that league is so balanced at the top that I just – it's going to be one of those ones where we wake up on Saturday morning and be like, wow, I can't believe that everybody was so drunk this week in Indianapolis. So that's, that's kind of uh, – Maybe they'll end up having to cut them off the way that I get cut off at the bars. Uh, Not too bad. Mid-major, low-major, anything to keep an eye on this week as we get into it or as all the major conference tournaments are happening that will also be going on that's going to keep your eye? Um, Murray State was the one that I wanted to see. Yeah, Because Murray State was the the league where there was going to be a bid thief, almost guaranteed. Right, That team was getting in the tournament regardless of what happened. They found a way to get in. Uh, and I'm very happy that, that they did. Look, you guys are going to find out very soon. That's, that's a dangerous program with a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. They got three dudes on the team that, that scored 30 plus points. So, uh, if, if, if you want to really get into the mid-major weeds, what you need to do is you need to go watch a whole bunch of film on Murray State and get ready because they're going to be a team that you want to pick to get to the Sweet 16. That's, that's my hot takes. Uh, Murray State is getting to the Sweet 16 this year. I think a Mountain West team is going to join them. Now that's, that's Colorado State could Who's be. One? It could be Colorado State. That was hell of a game Saturday mm-hmm. night. Yeah, Saturday night. Boise State. Yep. Uh, Colorado State. Um, they got a chance. Even Wyoming might jump up. Man, I, I yeah. I'll tell you what. Wyoming's dangerous. There's, there's going to be a lot of games where Wyoming will have uh, the two best players on the floor: yeah. Hunter uh, Maldonado and Graham EK. But San Diego State, though, like they they figured it out. Man, that team can guard, and Matt Bradley is a difference maker. Um, they, and they got a point guard named Trey Pulliam, who is like he's one of these guys that averages like seven points a game. But anytime you watch them and he takes a shot in like the last two minutes of a game, you just know it's good. You know how there's those guys where you feel like you've never seen them miss a big shot? Trey Pulliam is that dude. Doster. Rosen. Yes, there's one uh, at the next level. So we're heading out to Vegas, Ken and I, this week, and we're going to be staying at Circa. Anything, any betting tips? We know you like to fire away. Got anything in the college basketball realm we need to be betting on? Oh, man. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to bet on uh, I'm going to bet on you guys coming back alive. I think I'm getting uh, minus 200 odds on that, so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put a little bit of faith. Okay, in you guys make it back to Vegas alive for the conference tournament week. Ken's um, a better bet than I am. Yeah, I'm 63, so it's a good safe I made. I'll make it. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this: uh, I think that finding a way to get bets in on NCAA tournament futures for long shots that you can uh, hedge out, mm-hmm. um, hedge out of. 
later on in the tournament, like in Arkansas or Tennessee. Teams kind of of that ilk right now is something that I would uh, I, I've been taking a, a long look at here is finding ways to get some value there that you can hedge out of later in the in the trip. Like think about it like this: if Arkansas, you, you get them at forty to one odds right now, and then they get to the Elite Eight and they're playing at one seed, then you can just kind of uh, you, you, there's ways to hedge out of it that will allow you to be uh, really profitable um, regardless of what happens. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking at at this point is trying to find places where you can get value like that. I got Arkansas, I have Tennessee, and I have UConn. Your Huskies already. Those are the three that I've uh, kind of looked at that those futures, some Final Four bets, and also, of course, what you said there to win the national championship. Good stuff. Rob well, I'll tell you this much. Last thing I got for you. If you think UConn can beat Villanova, in the semifinals of the mm-hmm. Big East tournament, and you should be taking UConn three to one to win the Big East tournament because that's all yep. it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doster, we'll talk with you next Monday. We'll have brackets in front of us when we do so. Good stuff. Thank you, Rob. Always a pleasure, guys. Good to talk to you, Rob Doster. Field sixty-eight as uh, we take a look at college basketball from a national perspective. Local when we come back with our buddy Nick Olson, CycloneAlert.com, part of 24-7 Sports. He will join us next as we catch up on Iowa State. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Ready to feel the excitement of the conference championships like never before? Turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. New customers bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers, the existing ones of us, can also bet on college hoops with those same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings, they are safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code KXNO. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code KXNO this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call what? Joined by Dr. Hell from Elite Eye Care, University Avenue, West Des Moines, and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Bell, tell us about vision therapy. Not only are we doing vision therapy to rehab visual issues that are impacting reading, learning, and sports in general, but we're also using vision therapy to enhance visual skills like eye-hand coordination, timing, reaction speed, and overall accuracy and efficiency. To get started with our sports vision therapy, you get a comprehensive eye exam at either of our locations at the Eye Company in Ankeny or in our West Des Moines location. That's Elite Eye Care in West Des Moines and the Eye Company in Ankeny. And online, Moines Destination. Houseby is an industry-leading company recognized as one of the top workplaces in Iowa. Family-owned and operated for over 50 years in Des Moines, Houseby is now looking for diesel technicians to join our growing team. Competitive pay with full benefits, including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k with company match, and more. Apply online at Housby.com to become a diesel technician. Housby is an equal opportunity employer. Every sunrise offers new opportunities to dream big or to take that next small step. Every sunrise is another chance to build on the one before or to start with a clean slate. Because sunrise is tomorrow's promise made real. And Grinnell Mutual is tomorrow's promise protected. Trust in tomorrow and contact a Grinnell Mutual agent today. 
in your baseball life. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings, buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale, and Brooks.com. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Craig Allison has years of experience in the mound business and is Victory Mounds National Sales Executive, while Mike Donahoe is in charge of field equipment and products. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you. Juna. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 kicks. And as we uh, said at the beginning of the program, uh, Trent and I are in a kind of a unique spot to be able to help out some uh, folks in Winterset. Um, we're not employees here. We do not get a paycheck. We get advertising that we can use. And um, due to our relationship with NCMIC, with NCMIC, they have asked us to, you know, community betterment, those type of things. We do all the farmer's markets all summer long. Uh, we've got a huge event coming up in November, Iowa Mission of Mercy, where mm-hmm. the dentists, uh, local dentists, are going to get together and provide free dental care at the fairgrounds awesome. of those folks that can't afford it. Uh, so that's coming up this year. But we wanted to extend the invitation to some people that uh, may, or the community itself of Winterset, um, just had somebody call me Pepper Haro Farm, and you said you saw the Facebook post of yeah, it? Yeah, it is absolutely devastating seeing the two owners, a husband and wife together, looking out at their property where they do a lot of flowers, plants, that yep. kind of thing, and everything is leveled. Oh, my gosh. Their house was there, but them going through and standing the on the foundation. is gone. Is that it? Yeah, they're greenhouses and yeah. just standing on the foundation and nothing to be seen outside of well devastation from the tornado. So if you know someone um we'd like we're going to try and get somebody on from the uh, area tomorrow to start our show at some point but uh, go to the Miller and Condon Twitter account um and tweet at us yeah. and let us know cuz we've been more than happy to distribute some of our commercials uh to help those folks. Anyways, let's get Nick Osen in here, Cyclone Alert 24/7 Sports. Nick Trenton Ken, thanks for being patient. How are you, Nick? Not a problem. I'm doing really well, guys. How are you? Doing pretty well. Um, but uh, you know what? I don't know what to make of what we saw on Saturday. You know, falling down the way that they did and then just, you know, refusing to just mail it in when they were hopelessly buried. Actually took a lead in the basketball game. So I think you got to go away from that one with the positive, right? And, and build off of that. Uh, did you have an opportunity to listen to TJ this morning? And I'm assuming that's what they're uh, going to say, right? Yeah, so we'll actually be able to speak with him a little more in Kansas City, but I really couldn't agree more. I mean, the fact that you get behind so much on the road to one of probably the best teams in the country, certainly in terms of, you know, kind of chemistry, championship pedigree, they not only didn't quit, but the way that they were able to execute the 1-3-1 zone at times on defense, 
getting buckets on offense. I was impressed by Tyrese Hunter, Gabe Kelsher. And the way that, yeah, they were able to take a lead and very much could have won that game, I think you have to go away after that loss with a pretty positive mindset heading into the postseason right now. Two newbies make the all-Big 12 conference team. Tyrese Hunter, the freshman of the year. Isaiah Brockington is the newcomer of the year. Looking through the first team, through the uh, the first couple of teams here, any gripes, anything that the Cyclone fans are upset about or should be upset about when you look at the all-Big 12 nominees? I think that people are probably upset that Gabe Kalsher didn't get some more attention on the all-defense yeah. team, and I think that I would tend to agree because, I mean, even even most of the Cyclones people would say that Kelsher is probably your best on-ball defender. He really impresses with, you know, kind of pressure and rotation. I was a little surprised as well, but I don't think I can go full gripe because the Big 12 is so tough this year, especially on that end, which is not always the case necessarily. Right. I think it was a huge honor. Brockington somewhat expected, but it's really impressive to see a true freshman point guard win an award like that in the Big 12. No, I, I think they got the right guys. I agree with you. And yes, Kelsher is good. But I saw, I don't think there was uh, a, a Red Raider was named to the all-defensive team. And that's overall the best, I think, defensive team uh, in the conference. Uh, but um, anyways, so let's uh, let's move on. Before we get into the tournament, where they'll see Texas Tech on Thursday night, 8.30, uh, local tip. Uh, we saw senior night. We asked last week, you know, uh, as far as clarity as to who potentially is coming back. You've been pretty good with these uh, type, of, um, uh, type of information that you're able to pass along. Have you been able to um, gather any more as to who may be thinking of taking advantage, like a Kelsher, like a Brockington? like a Condit, uh, like a Koontz, right? He's one of them in that boat to take advantage of that extra year and maybe come back to Ames for one more go? Yeah, thank you very much. It's an interesting, you know, kind of type of decision-making and conversation right now. One thing that I've gained a little more intel since we last spoke was with Kelsher, things might be a little more kind of determined on how the rest of the season goes. When When I said there was a legitimate shot that he's back and that, he is wanted back. A lot of people kind of questioned and, and asked me about like body language and, you know, how is he kind of seen with this team? And that's just kind of who he is. He's really kind of a more quiet, mild mannered on the court, but brings the leadership kind of with his play. I know that the team is making him a priority if he is wanting to play more college basketball. And then another tidbit that I learned was with Jazz. I'm told that the team wants him back, Jazz Foons, and I had always believed that he's expected back, but if he indeed does return to the Cyclones, he would have to anticipate a smaller, kind of much less pivotal role, I am told, not only not in the starting lineup, but likely not more than 12 to 18 minutes a game to go with that idea for Iowa State because of a Trey King who will be available to play for Iowa State. And some of the moves that could be made eventually in the transfer portal, that was a big one that I heard. If he is back, he cannot really anticipate a starting role at this point from what I'm hearing. Let's get to the game. Texas Tech, who we talked about and loved, I think, all the way towards the end of February. Now taking on a little bit of oil. Lost to TCU last weekend. Oklahoma State over this past weekend in between a win, but it was against Kansas State at home, and they didn't look good in doing that a week ago last night. This Texas Tech team, are they running on fumes right now? What do you look at the Red Raiders, and it feels like, Maybe a more gettable game than it was just a week ago. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that this is actually a pretty good matchup for Iowa State. Obviously, when the Cyclones beat Texas Tech, you know, the Red Raiders were missing a couple of their top guys, but they don't seem like the team, you know, even just two weeks ago, I, I said on this show, I thought that they were playing like the class of the Big 12, one of the best teams in the country. Now, there certainly seem to be some holes there. I like the matchup. I would obviously anticipate the Red Raiders to be favored, but I think that if Iowa State can kind of play to their strengths, right? The defensive intensity, build on some of the playmaking and shot-making that they've had recently. Primarily, I've liked some of the slips and rolls used with some of the bigs, Tyrese Hunter being able to find them. Robert Jones has had some nice Mm -hmm. kind of high moments the last week and a half, two weeks. Hunter's assists have been on another level. I think it's not only a winnable game, but I think if Iowa State does win that game, they can make some real noise in the Big 12 tournament in hopes of increasing their seed for obviously what is expected to be an NCAA tournament berth in what has just been an incredible transformation since last season. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and you're, you're right on Jones. Jones was uh, terrific in that game. He's been good throughout the year. He's had his, certainly had his moments. Uh, seemed to have been going the other way lately. It was good to see in Waco that his offensive game uh, came back to life a little bit. You know, just one on the on the transfer port. Are you hearing any names? Uh, that Iowa State um, is, you know, um, close to maybe. I mean, there's an in-state name that makes a lot of sense, right? Pops is on the coaching staff. Oh, AJ Green. Yeah, AJ Green went through senior. <laughs> he went through senior day last week uh, with you and I. I mean, are we? Should we be connecting some dots here with AJ Green, or what are you hearing, if anything? I would say. Keep your eye on that long-term. Green is expected to test pro waters, potentially NBA draft waters. So I don't think there will be a lot of, you know, true kind of palpable buzz about him for a while. I I will say that would not shock me long-term. I'll just Mm -hmm. say that for right now. But a guy in the transfer portal that would make a lot of sense and kind of that I hinted at at that three kind of stretch four position that has been reported to have been speaking with Iowa State is James Graham. He was a four-star out of Milwaukee area, so I've known about him for a while. Major talent, was actually at Maryland, is officially in the portal. He's like a three-stretch four that can really shoot, drive, and brings a lot on offense. He will probably have to work a little bit on his defensive versatility if he were to be at Iowa State, but it's reported that there have been talks between those two, actually from someone on 24-7 Sports, and I think He'd be a really good fit because obviously we've all seen that is something that can be lacking with Iowa State this season, just outside of Brockington, a guy that can just go and get you a bucket, right? Whether it's at the hoop or kind of step back and shoot. So that's another name. A.J. Green would not shock me long-term. I think I'd be a little more confident talking about him in maybe a few more weeks after the season or closer to that draft time. But the fit would be there, and he would also provide something that Iowa State could certainly use, depending on oh, who they lose after this season. Indeed, that's one to clip and save. 30 seconds left. And Aruna, he did play a couple of minutes. Is he in the doghouse? What's going on there? It's really interesting to me because you would think at some of these points he should be able to get some run. I'm not sure if it's a full doghouse or basically it's just not an exact fit after what we saw when he didn't bring the effort on that play that we spoke about a couple weeks ago, the ball going into the backcourt on the road, he just hasn't seemed to have regained the trust in playing time since then. 
I have not heard for certain that he will be gone or, or anything after this year, but things are not looking great for for kind of Tristan and the playing time in this near future with the Cyclones. Yeah, it certainly seems like the writing's on the wall. Nick Olson, Nick, you'll be in Kansas City 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert. Good stuff, Nick Olson. We'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you for doing this. I can't wait. Thank you guys yep. so much. Good to talk to you. Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports. Ton late, Trent's play of the day, Circus Sports. Boy, your menu is limited. Oh, you'll find something. Oh, my kidding. It was a great weekend, too. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Loyola came up big for me, plus 205 on the Circa app. Hit that one. I had Moorhead State at 10-1, to and I didn't hedge out of it with the mm. championship game against Murray State. I felt great. They're out to a big – it was a great game, that Ohio Valley. Every year. Seems to be good. It's going to be different, though. No Murray State, no Belmont. Off to the MVC. Good news, though, no, for the Missouri Valley. Absolutely. The Valley will be better off for it. Miller and Condon, final segment coming up. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory-trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa features Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, or you can find them online at washersystems.com. Joined by Dr. Heidi Bell from Elite Eye Care, University Avenue, West Des Moines, and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Bell, tell us about vision therapy. Not only are we doing vision therapy to rehab visual issues that are impacting reading, learning, and sports in general, but we're also using vision therapy to enhance visual skills like eye-hand coordination, timing, reaction speed, and overall accuracy and efficiency. To get started with our sports vision therapy, you get a comprehensive eye exam at either of our locations at the Eye Company in Ankeny or in our West Des Moines location. That's Elite Eye Care in West Des Moines and the Eye Company in Ankeny. And online, iDoctorDeBoyne. Car X Men. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1 800 Bets Off. on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. All right, final couple of minutes here on a Monday. Murph and Andy coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. The Fanatics at 3. There's what? Is there 10 games tonight? Oh, yeah. Is there? Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff going on. You got semifinals for the Colonial. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. firing at the Colonial tonight. Uh, what else do we got going on? We got West Coast Conference. West Coast. I got both those games. Horizon, Summit League, SoCon Championship, Sunbelt Championship. Hmm. Uh, we got it all this evening. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's 10 games. 10 games this evening. We're going to fire four of them. Why wouldn't you? It's a, a final four pick here as we end the program today. Starting at 5 o'clock this afternoon. Colonial semifinal. Delaware against Townsend. Townsend's been the class of the league all year long. Just recently, within the last week, they beat Delaware by 12. They beat them earlier this season on the road by 7. And they're only a four and a half point favorite. Something's fishy. I- I'm going to play the fish here. I'm going to lay the four and a half. I, I cannot. Is there an injury I don't know about? Maybe because I don't follow the Colonial that quickly. Well, it doesn't stop you from betting on it. No, so. no, 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 no. 
On the surface, this one's easy. Towson, the Tigers, minus four and a half. Pick two. Let's go to the Summit League. Western Illinois, out. That makes Whipper incredibly sad as he's driving back from Sioux Falls and making the long sojourn home. South Dakota State did not look very good the other night against Hui Pui, who is brutal. South Dakota looked good in their victory. Watch a little bit of that on ESPN+. Plus. Give me the Coyotes plus the 9.5 in the rivalry game from Sioux Falls. South Dakota plus the 9.5. And, and then we wrap up with the WCC. Game 1, Gonzaga, San Francisco. San Francisco's pretty good. So is Gonzaga. They're going to flex their muscle here. Lay the 13. Give me the Zags, and we're going to wrap things up. They're not going to get a rematch against St. Mary's. They're not. They get beat? Santa Clara, plus 5. I'm grabbing the 5. I'm going to just just a little dabble on that money line there. Santa Clara, Steve Nash's boys, they get it done, but we'll grab the five here for our purposes. Townsend minus four and a half, South Dakota plus nine and a half, Gonzaga minus 13, and Santa Clara plus the five. That game tips at 10.30. How much will you see? You'll see. All of it. All of it, yes. Well, let me know how it goes. Okay, I will. (laughs) I'll see you tomorrow before you get ready for Vegas. Oh, baby. Uh, Murph and Andy at one, the Fanatics at three. Thank you for being here with Trent and I as we talk sports with you every Monday through Friday from 10 until noon. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.